It's Learning to Listen with Quinn, Naomi, and Charlie. Yes, welcome one, welcome all. L2L podcast. Actually, you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm going to say um, that's not right. Knowing what we're going to talk about to give the appropriate amount of crowd. Here, hold on. I'm going to do this. Oh, God. That's I think it. You're, you're being generous That's then. Generous, yeah. Charlie's being cheeky because we are doing a bargain bin today. And bin. the album today is going to be the notorious, the infamous, uh, the sometimes lauded, the shags, philosophy of the world. Um, this is going to be a different episode, I think. But uh, before we do that, I just want to say welcome to L2L. We are talking about music and the way we listen to music. We're trying to engage with the music we listen to. So that's it. We're all about the art of engaged listening. Um, so that's why we're talking about albums, consuming albums, the whole artistic statement, the way artists intended. And uh, this one might be a little bit more of a biography show <laughs> just because you need some fucking context for this. Yeah. shit. But uh, it's not a true biography show. We might get some facts wrong. You have to do your own research, you know, um, do it all on Facebook. That's where everybody does their own research. OK, anyway. <laughs> No, but this is a pure guttural, visceral reaction to the music we are listening to. My name is Quinn. I am your host. I have my co-host with me, Charlie Scream. Charlie Scream. Hey, what happened? <laughs> and, <laughs> of course, the blockhead herself, Naomi Carmack. That's me. Leave her alone. Thank you. Brittany. <laughs> Brittany's doing awesome things these days. She's doing just fine. Don't worry about Brittany anymore. Okay, like I said in the setup, bargain bin episode. This is a little different from the other episodes. This is a little looser. This is more just us going to the other end of the, you know, the back dusty area. Maybe the five dollar bin, the one dollar bin, the forgotten castaway stuff off in the dusty old corner. We're digging through there. We're pulling some stuff out. We're giving it a spin, and we're going. Uh, what do you think? Does it deserve to be here? Is this overlooked? What, 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 uh, okay, but before we get into that, patreon.com slash learning to listen episodes go up early. There's all kinds of bonus content. We're putting the archived episodes up there. So that's where you can really help us out. If you subscribe to our Patreon, you help keep this uh, old uh, boat afloat. And there's a few holes in this boat, if you know what I mean. So we could really, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a bit, look, we're not trying to be a yacht or a dinghy. We get it. But <laughs> you still got to patch the dinghy up from time to time. Right. So patreon.com slash learning to listen. Hey, maybe we'll give you a little shout out. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You got you to gotta sign up to find out. All right. Patreon out of the way. On to the episode. So today's episode is. Whew, it is Philosophy of the World by the uh, American all-female rock band, The Shags. Uh, now the shags were an American, uh, all female rock and what's now considered an outsider music band formed in Fremont, New Hampshire in 1968. The band was composed of sisters, Dorothy dot Wigan, mm -hmm. Betty Wigan, Helen Wigan, and later Rachel Wigan. Um, they were occasionally joined on vocals by their brother, Austin jr. And a nephew, Robert. Okay. So philosophy of the world. Did you guys listen to it? Yeah. I made it through one time. I had to break it into two chunks, but I got you there. 
Did you listen to each song in its entirety? Yes, I did too. I managed well, to make it through are, the whole thing. You guys are amazing. I took. I breaks. usually i get i get through like seventy five percent of a song before I couldn't. Yeah, how do we describe this music to people? It's terrible. Like, okay, not just, <laughs> just quality, but like what's happening. Well, I'll tell you, it's uh, there's some real good dissonance in there because they don't bother to do the proper tuning. Um, they don't it's play the very they don't... Uh, new agey with the rhythms because they don't keep traditional timing as other people might. Okay, you're so Charlie, you're... so nicely. Yeah, I was going to say, Charlie, you're kind of going out of your way to to be diplomatic about this. I am, get, I am, because get, I feel get... like they are um, very like pure and innocent. Well, okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Let's, but let's be honest. The, the drums never play a straight four, four, and they are not in time with whatever else the rest of the, <laughs> the band is doing. They're doing their own thing entirely. Everyone uh, in the band is list, not listening to everyone else in the band. No, they're just, <laughs> while they they're play just their instrument. desperately trying to make noise on their instrument. I would say the drums are the most competent of the instruments. Um, as far as being the playability of them. And then there's two guitars on this record. Um, no I, although sometimes you hear two guitars getting played. Most of the time you hear one. Yeah. Um, they're never in tune. Uh, there's never any discernible chords. Um, it, it, Whatever it, they're singing on top of those chords is not matching with the yeah. chords. Now, if you could separate just the vocals from the rest, that's probably the most competent part of the album, you know, except right. that you can't make out like the difference. You know, there's there's lyrics and melody <laughs> there. Yeah, that's true. There's there never, are lyrics. There, there's no real clear rhyming patterns. There's no uh, there's never there's never really choruses. Huge structure. Per se. Not much for structure. Not much for structure. I have an open I, sandbox of, of lyrics. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. If if you okay, so yeah, it's it's wild. It's hard to listen to. It's almost inaudible. It grates <laughs> very hard. I found though. Here's the thing. As I took breaks and continued to listen, knowing more and more what I was in for, I was able to consume it a little more easily. Okay. Okay. So the first time I listened through, I got as far as that song. Um, my pal foot foot <laughs> and then that's where i gave up <laughs> pat yourself on the back you've come i know i, I felt and... accomplished i felt like i got through i got through like four songs i think right and then you once really you got there you were like you got to finish the album and you got you got to do it you got to do it for foot foot listen here's the thing is i i i haven't given up on an album yet right so i wasn't gonna be i I wasn't gonna let this one defeat me either i was like i've gotta get into this not get into it per se but i've gotta consume it like i've gotta give it as much i i told you guys like listen if you give up on it please just listen to one song and the song i i I picked was my pal foot foot because i figured that one is the most representative of the whole record but really you could have picked any song it's literally it's all basically yeah i just like that one for what it's about and you know anyway um but i did i did i took a break and then i came back and i listened to like three or four more songs and then i took a break and i listened to the last two or three songs and as like i said as i took breaks and i'm like okay i know i'm gonna get into i know what i'm getting into i know what i'm gonna hear and it's charlie you kind of mentioned something here that really that i kind of started to realize by the third you know time i got back into the record was 
Yeah, I, you are literally listening to children, like just picking up instruments for the first time and banging away on them and being like, I wrote a song. Like I've got nieces, mm-hmm. you know, um, who are all very, fairly young. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at different times, they've been around where they've picked up an instrument or a guitar or whatever, you know, and been like, la, 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 like just making up stuff on while banging away on it, having no yeah. idea what they're doing. And I would say that this is about on that level. There is, there is an innocence to this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I would never take my nieces to a recording studio and say, like, you're going to be the next Jojo Siwa, <laughs> <laughs> you know, without maybe, maybe, maybe getting them a few music lessons first or 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 or, you know if you're going to shell out the money for a recording studio for time shell out money for a tuner well okay yeah right but But you gotta you you gotta know how to use the tuner so do you guys know any of the history of the shags absolutely zero okay this is wild um so uh what happened was their father, Austin Wigan, had a mother who was a small time fortune teller and would read people's palms. Okay. Okay. And when Austin was a young man, his mother uh, prophesied by reading his palm that he would marry, uh, uh, I think she said a blonde or a redheaded woman or something like that, that, she, that he would marry this woman and that they would have daughters and those daughters would form a pop band that went on to superstardom. Okay. This is what she told him reading his palm as a, as a young man. Well, he met a woman and got married and started to have children. And in the fifties, you know, he's like, all these prophecies are coming true. So by the time his daughters were teenagers, he decided it was time to fulfill the prophecy. (laughs) This is a true story. I'm not making any of this shit up. Prophecy. Yeah. He took them out of school. He bought them all instruments. Of course, you know, I guess maybe on a budget, he only bought them budget instruments. Yeah. And then, yeah, told them that he'd homeschool them and that they had to spend the rest of their time rehearsing and writing songs. (laughs) Here's the thing. He completely missed the part where they weren't, A, not interested in making yeah. music <laughs> and B had no talent to make music. And also why not buy them a fucking music lesson? But no, he was so convinced that if this process prophecy is true, Look, then it, they it should got be... them this far. Yeah. Yeah. So why and not? Then they started, uh, they started, you know, writing songs <laughs> using quotes writing songs and at some point after a couple of times that he they they played a couple of local parties or something like that i don't know and uh the legend is is that they were obviously you know not received well but they were (laughs) essentially booed off stage or i don't know if they were or not there's a lot of nice pictures of them maybe it's true i don't know i've read a bunch of stuff um but the they did have weird to boo them off the stage yeah, I'm going to see if I can find this and read this for you guys. Uh, there was rules for their shows. So I feel like they, they, they a lot of their shows were probably in, uh, in like basement, in their basement, probably the same basement they rehearsed in. Of course. 
Okay, so here you go. Here's rules for the Shags dance. Okay. <laughs> they had a dance. Yeah. Once you have paid admission to get into the dance, this is rule number one, oh you will God. not leave the hall until it is time to go home or you will have to pay the admission again. <laughs> okay. You got to pay to leave. Yeah. But you got to pay to come back in. Oh, oh I see. You pay I a see. second admission. Okay. <clears throat> number two. No one is to go into the piano room at all while the dance is going on. During intermission is when you can go in there, and that is all. Okay. Okay. They, uh, they rule number three. There is to be no running up and down the stairs constantly. The only reason for coming downstairs is to go to the basement, have a cigarette, and for intermission. Okay. 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 Number, number four. Only kids 16 up and up can smoke. All right. Okay. That's no one under 16 will be allowed to smoke. Okay. No. Number five. When upstairs, there will be no sitting on the piano or on the stage. Okay. That's okay. good. Uh, that's good. Number six. Also, when upstairs, there will be no running around on the dance floor. Oh. Dance, but do not push anyone at all. No moshing. <laughs> yeah. This is not very punk rock. No. But I guess that's a few years off. This is in the 60s still. They, they didn't know about slam dancing yet. Yeah. Number seven. When doing the poker, no one is to push or trip each other, or the poker will be stopped. The poker. I, yeah, uh, was there a dance in the 60s called the poker? <laughs> Sometimes I do a dance called the poker. You know what I mean? Hey, you poker, <laughs> you brought her here. <laughs> <laughs> or do they mean okay. cards? I don't it's think it's doing the poker. Doing the poker. Okay. Surfing number eight. The internet. These are 10 rules, by the way. 10 Watching rules when you go to, a, go to a Shag's dance. Number eight. No one is to go into the kitchen unless Mrs. Wiggin is in there. Okay. So this is obviously like at their house it's or something. Like it's house, in a hall yeah. at the beginning, but I don't know. Uh, number nine. No one will go down in the cellar at all as it is not a part of the dance. So there is no reason for anyone to go down there. If anyone is yeah. caught down there, it could cause trouble. Wait, isn't that where you're supposed to go smoke? Oh, that's the basement. Oh, right. I don't know what the difference between the basement and the cellar is, but oh, they're no, no. two different I things. Get it. I get it. Number 10. Final rule. So if you will just go by these rules, there will be no trouble at the dances and you will have a good time. Just in case anyone has any questions about these rules or don't agree with them, talk to Mr. Wigan. Then I'm sure you will agree. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah, wild. Um, I, I thought you were going to say something like, you may not leave while the band is playing. If you do need to leave while the band is playing, you'll have to pay the admission again to leave the building. I thought that's <laughs> what we we're aiming for here. No. Yeah. That's the thing is. That's how, many, how we keep an audience. How popular were their shows, though, that, you know, they're like, here's 10 rules. Come to the show, but don't leave, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, Austin, Wigan, their father. Uh, yeah, decided that they were the hottest thing happening, and he paid a lot of money for them to go to the studio and cut this record. And uh, supposedly, the engineer was like, um, "Don't you want to maybe I don't know, give them some lessons, teach them some songs?" <laughs> and he said, "No, I want to get them while they're pure and like hot." And so. This is the album. Um, the story is uh, only a thousand albums were cut or pressed. 900 of them disappeared. Apparently the engineer or somebody had absconded with 900 copies. 
I not know. I'm going to make a mint off of these. Yeah, where those copies went per se. Obviously, a lot of people are like, obviously, they just went to the dumpster or something, right? But 100 survived. And slowly but surely, those copies did make their way around. Uh, uh, they got played on a few radio stations. It's kind of a gag. Dr. Demento being one of them. Dr. Demento, for but sure. eventually, they counted amongst one of their fans, Frank Zappa. Mm-hmm. And he not only championed this band after they had long disappeared into obscurity. Like, basically, what happened was... The album didn't go anywhere. Their father passed away sometime in the early 70s. And then the band just kind of, you know, as they grew up and into adulthood, they just went about and had regular normal lives. And uh, the sisters are still alive to this day. Um, but in the meantime, while they disappeared into obscurity, Frank Zappa was out there saying that they were better than the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. That they were his favorite band. And oh. years later, Cobain, Kurt Cobain, being a disciple of Frank Zappa, you know, was also quoted as saying that the Shags are one of his favorite bands of all time. I mean, so, there's another one um, I was just reading, and I wish I had time to find because I'm pretty sure I've got the article in one of his compilation books I have. But Lester Bangs uh, apparently was pretty on board with the Shags as well. So, well, do you have a Lester Bangs quote about the Shags or no? I don't have a quote, but I've got like. T- saying that he definitely wrote a he did a piece on them and it was definitely favorable so i I, is this is the quote from him the one that's like this is the only band that was capable of playing three separate songs at the same time (laughs) i don't know (laughs) but that's perfect that is something else right there yeah i I can totally hear the influence of this band in nirvana's music that's true it's right there well okay like what the fuck right like well that was my note actually i wrote down what the fuck but i'll give you this okay sometimes we do this and it's like the albums are just like you know the people say are so bad or just mediocre and you're like i wish it was worse there'd be more to say right well this has got to be the worst thing i mean technically and what do you say about it well you could (laughs) say a lot about it but i what do you like okay there's something though about this though. Like we were saying there's an innocence here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, I, you know, okay. So the more I listened to it and the more I was able to like, kind of listen to like the lyrics and things and just to get, you know, I was like, all right, put aside the music and actually kind of like listen to, and you know, the track listing, um, the things that they were singing about, you know, like, why do I feel? Well, okay. the 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 album is called the the philosophy of the world. You know, they're well, asking some big questions. They take some big swings. That's I really talk. feel that they have almost like a a female Alanis Morissette angst <laughs> in a lot of these lyrics, but from coming from like the point of view of like virgins. Mm. Yeah, like a sheltered kind of innocent point of view. But they have big questions. But they're just like. They're just in their basement with their dad making them go like, come on, play those guitars. And they're like, gee, I wish I knew how to, but I guess I'll just Some, take this. <laughs> sometimes I worry over nothing at all. Sometimes I think life's just a ball. When life changes and turns the other way, I try to think of something gay. Why do I feel the way I feel? This is very, very angsty. Teenage angst. Yeah, okay. they're teenagers. Yeah. I mean, but but it, there's even a more of an instant innocence to it than that. Um, like sweet thing. Is that the one I, I don't have the lyrics in front of me, but the sweet thing is like, is the one where it's like, 
it's like you know you're the sweetest thing but you're also the meanest thing yeah like so why can you be why are you so mean like you know oh that's uh, taylor swift right there that's yeah she, you know <laughs> i'm like these girls they were expressing themselves there's expression here and in a weird way it's like the freest form of expression i get why you know maybe he was being a little facetious maybe you know for example like to be a little bit of a, a troll before yeah. before trolls were trolls um but like at the same time troll. too i'm sure that there was a part of frank zappa that was thinking like man and you know at my purest that i would love to be able to expre- like express myself like this and not have to make commercial records right mm-hmm. like he was That's you know 100 true yeah for sure yeah i mean <laughs> if i so sit down to write a song i'm gonna even without like i would have to put some some theory or some structure into it they even frank zappa right wild abandon they just doing anything they're just doing whatever like a guy who lyrics have structure at least like okay philosophy of the world like this is probably the smartest track on the album i would hope the short people want what the tall people's got and the tall people want what the short people's got and the little kids want to be what the big kids got and the big kids want what the little kids got. And then the chorus is just simply, you can never please anybody in this world. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Boom. It's so it speaks volumes. I like yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like, well, here's, here's, just, the, here's the question I had about it. Actually. Okay. Go ahead. Um, it's saying just what you said, like this, this is great. If, if any other band, you know, maybe put that into a song, with some structure and some, you know, harmony and stuff, you would be like, okay. But I mm-hmm. wonder, did anybody ever cover their album? Well, yes. Okay. Was it but, was it good? <laughs> n- well, here's the thing: is that the way. So I did a lot of research, and I did find bands that went out of their way to cover the Shags. And here's the thing: that the common comment, and that even I had about any of the covers I found, is that it's really hard to play that out of time and that out of tune. Mm -hmm. You can't listen to anybody else. You have to just know your part. Right. And not be distracted by what the other people are playing. The common um, complaint that I saw people make on, you know, like videos on YouTube and stuff like that would be like, you guys are playing too in time. (laughs) You have too much rhythm. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, you, you couldn't possibly. And like, is in a weird way, is there, is there a genius to being able to be so bad that like even playing, doing your best to play badly, you can't play that badly. If you're a talented musician and you are able to pull off playing that. Yeah. That takes extreme talent because that's what I mean. You have to be talented to recreate it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, But naturally people without talent would probably play like this. But like I'm saying, if you're good, this is impossible. So, this is what I wonder. Okay. So, you know, when people will see like a Jackson Pollock style painting, you know, some modern art, you know, some expressionist thing. And they'll be like, my five-year-old could do that. You know? Mm-hmm. But is does that to take away from like the art of Jackson Pollock? No, because he was so t- like, he was super trained and stuff. And then he could still do that. The, the That's what I mean, though, doesn't know that they're making art. They're just making. He regresses art. to the point where he's just throwing paint on a canvas to express himself, as opposed to like you know trying to recreate something he sees in front of him with detail. 
he's like, no, I just feel feelings and I'm going to grab a color. And I think that, yeah, that's color expresses what I'm feeling right now. And ah, here it goes on the canvas or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he had to unlearn in a way to do that. Totally. So, which makes it, that's, there's where the genius, therein lies but, the genius. Is that the art? You know, but is there no art in being like, well, but yeah, like a kid would just go like, ooh, blue. And, and that's just even purer than, uh, you know, somebody having to make that decision. So is there no art in that? You know, it's like, does art need genius or is art just expression? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just expression. Do, do the paintings that Lucy the elephant makes, is that art? Right. I mean, they sell like art. Well, they sell for sure. <laughs> it's expression, but with with music, there's there's expression and artisticness, but then there, the other half of it is mathematical. Music is also mathematical, where I don't think you can say the same about well, art on a canvas, maybe, depending on what you're trying to draw but uh, or paint. But uh, we don't go to music theory just because we're throwing shit together. It doesn't work that way. There's <laughs> math to it, and these girls do not know that math. No. Yeah. Okay. So the question uh, comes up over and over and over again. Did the Shags know what they were doing? Right. Did they know what they were doing? Were they playing badly on purpose or were they actually like legitimately this? They thought they were playing good. So um, um, this is not fellow uh, companion podcast. Uh, It's a conspiracy. (laughs) I, I went down a little bit of a conspiracy rabbit hole with this. We're like, is this a troll? Is this like the ultimate, um, a, you know, like is, is a performance piece? And you know what I mean? Like, were, were these guys kind of giving us an Andy Kaufman-esque? I you know, wish. Whatever. And uh, so I asked that question. Did they actually know what they were doing? And interestingly, I came across something. And I'd like to share that with you guys. Uh, turns out that Dot Wiggins, uh, around 2003 or 13, uh, decided to kind of come out of retirement and put a band together. Mm-hmm. And so it's not the Shags, although the Shags have reunited uh, with this band backing them up too, because, you know, since Dot did it, like uh, a couple of the other sisters were like, oh, maybe we'll get in on the act. Sure. But so the Dot Wigan band got together and uh, these musicians started working with her. And this guy, Jesse Krakow, uh, who uh, has is working or was working with Dot, I don't know what they're doing today, is asked the same question. Did the Shags know what they were doing? And uh, so if you guys will, I'm going to give you their answer. Uh-oh, I have to find the right one. No. Shoot. I have to open the fucking system <laughs> preferences. <laughs> what the fuck? Ah, I should have tested this before. How do I make this happen? <laughs> I just had a, had a look at their picture and thought of Wilson Phillips. I don't know why. Like the one that's Wilson behind Phillips. you, the one that's your background? <laughs> no, but isn't that a lovely piece of art? It's great. It looks like I should have that flag on my wall. Oh, okay. Um, looks like I'm totally. gonna have to do this a different way, unfortunately, because I'll have to stop the to make it work. New gear blues. It'll take me two seconds though. Edit. No, damn it. Charlie doesn't want to edit oh, anything. Edit. Okay, if you don't want to edit, I'll we're just the, read we're the, the shags. We're the shags of podcasts. The shags of podcasts. Three podcasts at the same time. Three different podcasts um, at the same time. They have a Christian song. That was the, the very last, last song. On okay, the album. I have we it have here. A, we have a savior. We have a savior. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, ready? This is what he had to say right, about uh, working with Dot. Wiggins. The most surprising thing working with Dot uh, is the fact that the stuff is written out. Um, contrary to popular belief, Dot can read music. Dot can write music. Uh, the Shags knew exactly what they were doing. They might not have been able to do it as... Uh, Traditionally, as other bands, they might not have been able to keep their guitars in tune or to keep um, a standard 4-4 beat. But, you know, we have a chart for my pal foot, but it's all there. It's all there. So she knows exactly what she was doing. Um, and that's been the... That was scary because when we did the, the benefit to them... Uh, the Shags in, in April, my birthday show, we had to all sort of make our own charts. And like Brittany was like, was the go-to person. Brittany made charts for all these crazy songs. And it was like, everybody would say to her like, how are you doing this? How are you charting out this music? And she figured out a way. <laughs> and sure enough, we show up, <laughs> we get these package in, in, packages in the mail with foot foot written out and who our parents written out. It's like, it's there it's you know dot knew what she was doing and i remember Brittany looking at these charts with just like dot's charts with like the sense of like <laughs> like it was just like the look on her face is priceless she was just like yeah it's there um so for all the people that say that the shags don't know what they're doing didn't know what they were doing and that they sucked it's just so big <laughs> you're, you're 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 wrong and we have the proof yeah. So you it's like me when I play guitar. <laughs> I know how to read a chart. So what are you I know saying? how to chart, but I don't play well. Ah. Are you I know how to tune a guitar too, though. If they play a wrong note on the record and they wrote out the chart, they would chart out that wrong, okay, wrong sounding note would be what it was supposed to be played there. Is that what they're mm -hmm. saying? Yeah. Or they had a chart where they had the proper chords or proper notes, and they just didn't hit them on the record. We're back. There we are. Oh <laughs> we God. had some technical difficulties. The 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 shags broke our, our podcast. That's right. And if you right. want to hear it, just head on over to our Patreon. We're going to leave the whole thing in there. Yeah, warts and all is what I say. <laughs> so anyway, I tried playing a clip of some shags music and it, it was like when Captain Kirk on Star Trek, you know, uses the uh, um, circular logic to like confuse the, <laughs> and it goes, it's a, that's a paradoxic, cannot compute. My, the computer was like, no, no, But we did hear from uh, Jesse Krakow before that talking about how he's like, if you think the Shags didn't know what they were doing, they knew what they were doing. And yes, he was talking about, mouth. he was talking about Brittany, Anju, I think her name is Anju. Anyway, uh, she's the one who actually received these um, charts, charts written out by Dot Wigan, and uh, and she's the one who made the charts for the rest of the band to be like, oh, okay, going. How am I going to transcribe this music? Mm -hmm. And so, did you guys want to hear from her, the woman who actually had to write musical charts for a whole band arrangement? She, she charted yeah. this whole. Oh yeah, let's do it. Okay, this is what she had to say about it. It's amazing trying to learn their songs because, I mean, it just feels kind of like the ultimate 
aesthetic philosophical problem where you have, um, you know, like a, a mix of disorder and whether it's intentional or not, I feel like is kind of the, the main debate. It seems like the hardest thing is to memorize all of the melody. There's so much melody. It's, it's really melismatic and it's it really irregular. So every syllable has a different um, pitch. So when you, um, you know, sing like my pal's name is Foot Foot, it, there's a separate pitch <laughs> to every word always on every song, like every time. And then the guitar always matches it. So it just seems like there's this pull, and then it, whether it goes with the drums or not is like completely, you know, there's no like rules. <laughs> hey, she looks like a young Dina Henshaw. Oh Henshaw. yeah, for yeah, those of you who who don't know, uh, our <laughs> what it what what is she? Minister of Health, Chief here of in Minister, Chief of something, Doctor. She's head head doctor of Alberta. Doctor. Yeah. She does look like a young Dina Henshaw. But then when she was saying that, can you imagine like all these people digging so, and finding such depth in your writing and, and your arrangements when you really didn't know what the fuck you were doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is that uh, this weird, mysterious, um, like cult following that they've had in the years since, thanks to guys like Frank Zappa and Kurt Cobain, um, has really mystified them, the band themselves. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we didn't, you know, like we thought it was terrible. Like, we, you know, we just got, we were made to go into a studio. We've inspired our, fucking yeah. heroes and idols. <laughs> yeah, like that's wild. Like they have, a, they they do have a legacy, right? Yeah. Like they've been on, they've been on like their the album has made a couple of lists, like the. Uh, it, it, I don't remember. I don't know the numbers, but it ranked. Oh, okay, well, it ranked number 100 in Blender Magazine's 100 Greatest Indie Rock Albums Ever in 2010, mm. and it was uh, included on NME's The 100 Greatest Albums You've Never Heard list. So, I mean, I've seen it. The way I became familiar with it is um, just over the years, like Tumblr blogs and things like that, where people are like, "Look at all these awkward album covers." <laughs> And I, it's not like one of the most egregious. It's just, yeah. you know, these poor, like awkward teenage girls, like in the height of, of uh, 60s fashion. With <laughs> Now, I've always wondered where they called the Shags because that just sounded like a 60s name that was like, yeah, that's what you should call yourself. That would that, that works. Or because like in in the UK, sometimes, uh, you know, like a, a, the haircut. Now they would call like the Beatles hair a shag, right? But they would right. call bangs a fringe. But I wondered if maybe they were like, because they all have that, they all have that like really combed down bangs in their eyes. Well, I, I think that that is a hundred percent more likely than it being anything like, like devious, you know, the shit. Oh, I didn't think it was devious at all. I think <laughs> there's no way. So it's got to be the haircut. I just think it, it sounded like a hip sixties name, like, you know, I don't know, like mods or whatever, right, you know, right. like, yeah. The, what else are you going to call them? Uh, the Wiggins, the Wiggins. Well, Wiggins family. They're all yeah. Wiggins. There's a family band, the, the the Wiggins family band. I think it's just Wiggin. I don't think there's an oh. S on the end of it. The Wiggin family Wigan. band. Wiggin out. Yeah. Well, hey yeah. Guys. No, that's more seventies. Wiggin out is more seventies. Yeah, that's their next band. They start to get any, psychedelic. Are there any songs on here that you found tolerable? No. Or, or like, Ooh. like a best because I have a couple that were I had a, a note on. Um, I'm so happy. It's 
probably my most listenable one. Okay. Um, but, and then when, but what, why do I feel like in the intro, it almost seems like something passable for music is about to begin. <laughs> okay. Just well, in the intro. And then it instantly, once they kick in with the singing and the drums, it all goes to shit. Right. Well, so that's what I was wondering too, because you're talking further into the record, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, is it because of uh, like getting used to what you're hearing? No. Do you know what I mean? Right. No. 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 no because you're a little because, bit more comfortable with it. I mean, when once you get past foot foot, you've really accomplished something. But I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, why do I feel almost sounded like a normal song in the intro with like a basic just like guitar riff? And then something, a guitar riff, and then something. But then when they all started playing together again, it went back to being <laughs> like <laughs> so uncomfortable that yeah. I couldn't concentrate. Yeah. Like I'm trying to sit there and read their Wikipedia while I'm listening to the music, and I so can't even concentrate on reading. I had to pause the music just to read. Yeah, no, I I know what you mean. It's it was it's it's it hurts your brain. It breaks your brain. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're lucky you can't that follow it while you're that- trying to trying to play some of the shags music like broke the podcast so that's right yeah but you know because I, I, how many people would make it past that part of that clip in the podcast to be honest so i said it's the most kaufman kaufman-esque thing we've ever done uh well except that we wouldn't talk about it if we were well it's too late now yeah if we were really if we were really trying to pull up a performance piece you don't uh we would have, we would have left it in and just act, acted like that was the clip yeah absolutely <laughs> um yeah. So okay, I, I don't know. I, I it's it. I, we we actually seem to be taking something away from this, right? Like, you know, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I, we 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 seem to have gotten something out of it. So, like, what do you guys think? I I mean, I I, I don't know if there's any real talent there or not. I don't know if these musicians that work with them are just like you know, blowing smoke up their ass to be like, no, no, Townsend really, they're just trying to ride the coattails of some cult phenomena. You know, I want to take something from it, but the hard part for me is not knowing the truth. It's hard to take something when you don't know if you're being fucking played for a fool. Well, I think, I think honestly, this is what I got like from doing my research. I think that, that these girls, unfortunately had an isolated sheltered upbringing with a delusional father who had a mother, you know, like here, uh, how do you, when you have a, when your mother can claims that she can tell the future and read palms and, you know, and you buy into that as a kid, and mm-hmm. that's hard to like, Oh, like, Oh no, my mom's crazy. Like, yeah, you know, or, or maybe she wasn't, I don't know, but maybe, I'm going to say, maybe she could, how many other things did she prophesize? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if she had any other problem. She only, the only prophecy that came true that I know about is the fact that he married a woman that looked like the description that she gave of his future wife. But then again, isn't it because she planted the idea in his head that that's the kind of woman he should look mm, for? There it is. Right. And then he had something like four kids, four or five kids. I think there was a couple of, there's an Austin junior, at least. So one brother, uh, maybe two brothers. I'm not sure, but either way, you know, you have a pile of kids and it's like, Oh yeah, we got a bunch of daughters. The prophecy is true. You know, that's like right. if you're, if your father is so, gullible (laughs) or naive maybe i don't know and that's who's raising you and then sheltering you from the world like i I can buy this idea that he was delusional enough to be like no they're geniuses they're 
they're going to be huge. We just need to get that record made. And then, you know, but who knows? Maybe he just was never a guy who actually understood or listened to music. Maybe he heard music. Maybe they hear music differently. There is Maybe. a, there is a thing that can happen to people's brains where they don't, where they hear music, but they don't like, it doesn't make sense to them. Like it does to other people. Yeah. There's a lot of crazy, weird disorders, right. Um, or an anomalies with, the way people's brains work mm-hmm. it's people who see see color when they hear sounds mm, yeah right like imagine how trippy that would be that every time yeah. you hear certain sounds you associate like a, a field of your vision with a certain color and yeah like that'd be wild i mean even just like look at okay if if dyslexia is a thing for mm. reading i imagine that there could be a, such a thing for taking input in uh, auditorially right sure I mean, so who knows? Maybe, maybe instead of never like instead of rhythm, maybe the drummer is is trying to follow melody. They just flip the script, <laughs> right? You know, so it's it has it's just it's just percussion now. <laughs> well, that would mean that they were playing by a set of rules, but I don't know that that was the case in this. But one. nobody yeah. in this band is playing by a set of rules, is what I mean, right? Yeah. So, like, we just heard in that clip uh, Brittany said about how. Like every single word has a different pitch, right? And it's never <laughs> to chart that out. That's great. And that was actually interesting observation because I didn't notice that. But everything was yeah. different pitch. So imagine you're drumming in that band and, and you like you don't, you know, nobody's taught you how to play rhythm. Nobody's taught you four four time. And you're just going like, Well, I know that I'm supposed to hit these things rhythmically, and all I have to go with is what they're singing maybe she's just maybe the emphasis is in a, in in something that's just in a different you know different space than yeah. what we work in like what we perceive yeah is what i'm trying to get at i guess yeah. i don't know i'm not trying to say this is any more genius than it is what i'm trying to say is i think it's totally believable that an overzealous delusional father made his untalented daughters get in a studio paid for a thousand records to be made and then those became cult favorites as they became obscure and hard to find. And as people like Frank Zappa got their hands on them and said, hey, fuck it. I'm going to tell everybody this is the best record in the world. I'm going to say this is better <laughs> than the Beatles. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And if anything, there's definitely a collected, like there's a, there have been, this album has been repre- or like reprinted, repressed. Uh, it's very valuable in collector circles. Like, you know, it's it's a it's a curiosity. It's a novelty at this point. It's definitely an anomaly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but I like okay. So, I guess the question is, does it deserve to be in the bargain bin? <laughs> yeah, but you're never gonna find it there. Uh huh. Bargain bin. The problem with the bargain bin is that there's so many, so much overstock that they've just like ah, just put it over to there. This is a rarity. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I would say get this one out of the bargain bin and put it on the holy moly wall. Yeah. If you find a cop, if you found a legitimate original pressing of this, I don't know how possible that is, but I'm sure. It's well, maybe be, we it, should. It's a holy grail thing, right? Yeah. Like put it up on Discogs. And exactly. Let's see. Um, I'm going to see if I can find an original copy. There was a hundred. So some of them must have. Uh, you know, circulated around. Wow. How did there's also 900 did, and they're just like hidden in some warehouse somewhere? Well, that's just it. Did they get thrown away or, you know, was somebody like, 
like who would hold on to those what was the idea there was it like i need to keep these away from the world like the girls got their hundred copies yeah and the other 900 just were like Meh. unless it was like, somebody that bought into the prophecy as well and it was like oh i'm gonna have these and i'm gonna sell these for make a prophecy of the who knows man maybe we maybe that's what happened there is a prophecy like a legit like you know curse of the mummy i mean we're talking (laughs) about them right now we've been cursed oh my god (laughs) that sound that we heard before that broke our brains yeah that's it that's that's the curse in audio form okay Hmm. i'm looking it up on uh on i am or imdb on discogs right now how yeah, much could we buy this album for right now? All versions. Okay. These are all many, 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 many reissues. Okay. Can I find an original copy though? Okay, well, while you're looking for that, I mean, it's also interesting to note that this was not their only album. They were not a one and done Well, what are you talking about, Charlie? This is definitely their only album. No way. What are you talking about? You mean that compilation of like, What are you looking at? What do you got that I don't know about? Because this is oh, the only album. Was. Okay, I guess it was a bunch of... <laughs> you how, do they, how do they take 10 songs and then put two different collections out? And, it, and uh, yeah. How um, do they take I 10 believe songs and put out two that collections? a couple of... Uh, a few demo recordings and a few live performances got recorded over time. Um, if you try and listen they to have, them, though, they I've, are... I, I'm sure I said I saw something that said that they had another at least one more album out. Because yeah, right here no. on this collection is if uh, this CD that came out, it's called The Shags, and it says the CD contains both philosophy of the, philosophy of the world and Shags' own thing. Shags' own thing is a compilation. It's not a studio recording. What is it? Live tracks? Demo tracks? That's what I just said. Demos and a couple of live tracks. Yeah. Oh, and some covers. Of oh, people covering man. The Shags. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 oh. no, no. Is I think it's like it's them uh, covering songs. I love by Tom like Tom T. Hall's song. I love. Oh yeah, well that'd be cool. I've never like, checked that out. But... Yesterday, once more, a Carpenter's cover. Okay, well the sales history on here is because it's never sold because nobody's found it, uh, an original pressing copy of it. I so it's you, never also, sold on uh, on uh, on Discogs. This, so we don't know what it's it worth. Uh, that's how rare it is. Yeah. It's about as rare as their cover of Wipeout by the Safaris. I have heard their cover of Wipeout. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. Uh, wow. Okay. But so this is what I'm saying. I don't think it does deserve the bargain bin. I mean, it's too, yeah. It's too unique. It's too rare. Of it's a gem. too rare. It's too special. It's too. It, what was that Hunter S. Thompson quote about? Uh, 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 you know, um, where he's like one of God's own mutants or something <laughs> <laughs> never meant for mass production. Like, My question is though, who's going to actually sit there and listen to this for joy for Kurt the Cobain. pure joy of music. Oh man. Only, only a genius. Only Frank, a genius. Frank Zappa. <laughs> Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa. Only a genius is going to sit and be like, you know, this is really good. Well, okay. So it, now you didn't really chime in about the bargain bin thing. What you, like? Are you still contemplating it? It's a tough call for me because yeah, there could be some genius element to this, and this is all just, you know, 
yeah, we're a all trick being had us. or something or yeah and i can't get over the feeling that we're being had so ha- for me to look at this with genuine enthusiasm is difficult <laughs> like i want to think i want to think these girls are just these innocent little snowflakes that you know like oh it's so cute they played a bunch of music together and they're trying really hard and and that's what i want to believe okay so and, and if i do believe that then i don't really want them in the bargain bin I don't know. I think I think let's put them in a separate category. Okay. Right? Let's put them let's put them in the like they're 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 a curiosity. They're a curio, they're a they're a collectors like only kind of special. You don't buy this because you necessarily want to listen to it. Maybe you put it on at a party not to like entertain people but to show your friend like you want to hear the worst <laughs> yeah. record ever made. And they yes. go, "How bad could it be?" Come and on. they're going, they're thinking Kevin Federline, and you're like, <laughs> 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 no, 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 it's much worse. To a shags party. <laughs> yeah. And then you put on my pal foot foot, and they're looking at you like, the fuck. <laughs> I think if we have any kind of get togethers in the next few months at all in anyone's yard, this album will have to be played God. for the group. Should but this don't be tell the them it's coming. Yeah. Should this be the Play soundtrack it. to the bad movie club? Should we have bad yes. album club? <laughs> bad album club. Yeah. Well, man, you know what? If we were just doing a Zoom club. with the group and we we're just playing some music in the background, I'd be happy to put this album on and get the reaction. I, I cannot wait to troll people with this is basically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, Rick, Rick rolling is cute, but like. But have you, you know, tried shagging? <laughs> yeah. Have you shagged anybody? <laughs> <laughs> My oh, you just got foot shagged. Foot. Okay. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Look, I don't know. I don't know. There's part of me that's like, I would love to put this in my collection just to have it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not putting it on. Like I have some record, like, okay. Like, uh, um, as an example, uh, the Leuven brothers, Satan is real. Mm -hmm. Got a beautiful, ridiculous album cover, but you can put it on and you can listen to it. And yeah, the songs are interesting and unique for sure. There are these overwrought, over the top, some half saying, half recitations about, you know, the dangers of 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 being apathetic to Satan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> it's a great Sunday morning I have gospel that album. record. It does make the turntable on Sunday mornings. It does. Me too. I put yeah. it on Sunday mornings when I'm like, you know what, we're making some fucking uh, eggs and bacon. Let's listen. Let's get some church in here. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm putting the shags on like that though. No, I don't <laughs> think you should. No, I think maybe if I ever come across just a really cheap copy somewhere, so maybe a bargain bin copy, not that you like your said it ever, just to just to be like, okay, here's my little piece of that. Here's my little maybe that goes maybe that goes up on the wall. You know, maybe that's the one that I'd put in a frame because I'm like I'm never gonna listen to it. That's what they make those crazy frames for. Yeah, but at the same time, if a friend of mine goes like, "What the fuck is that?" I'm like, "Oh, oh check this out. Oh, have you heard this?" And they say no. I'm gonna be like, "Oh man, you're in for." Uh, treat blow <laughs> your mind all right well i don't know man here's the thing all right I, I, hang tight at the very end i'm gonna play you guys something that's gonna also add a little bit of extra curiosity to all this but uh, i don't know do you guys have anything else to add to our conversation about the shags <sighs> <laughs> i kind of thought their dad looked a little bit like adam sandler Oh, there's a there's a movie for you, Netflix. Oh yes, yes. Let's a biopic of the Shags with Adam Sandler as the dad. 
and you know he'll cast one of his da- daughters in it. He always casts his daughters <laughs> in his movies now. Fuck, you know, the thing is, it um, could be a shag. This could be a movie like that. Uh, there's a Jack Black movie that he made uh, not that long ago oh, where he was the Polka King. I don't remember the name of the guy. Ooh. Do you know guys don't know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, I remember. I'm pretty I sure that was a straight to Netflix Jack movie, Black? too. Yeah. It was really funny. I think I remember it, but I don't. But uh, anyway, yeah, um, it was about a it was about a guy who became the Polka King through, uh, you know, some shady means. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's a it's a it was a comedy drama. It was funny. It was good. But I just see that like I don't see like a biopic like a like a like a Ray. <laughs> you know, right, for, was it actually, no. I think it was just called the Polka King. It was Jack Black, the Polka King. But what was the name of the guy he was playing? Uh, Jan Lewin. Oh, okay. Pennsylvania Polka Sensation. Yeah, Pennsylvania Polka King. Yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I I recommend it. I see a movie on that level for this one, where like like these girls who are just yeah exactly okay. pushed in by their dad, Adam Sandler. <laughs> I did see team. an article here that says, and I don't know if this article is legitimate, but it says, "Join the Shags when the world's worst band gets new life on film." It, this article came out on November third, twenty twenty. Oh, oh, well, there you go. They're getting something could be something. They're making it happen. Okay. Well, speaking of making it happen, uh, thanks for joining us today. We're on all the social medias. You should probably go to those and follow us, like subscribe, all that sort of stuff. Uh, We put it all in one place. So I don't have to say the whole spiel every time that thing is called a website. You guys remember websites, right? Sure. Charlie, what is that website? Oh, you can find that website. You just go type in l2lpodcast.com. Okay, right on, right on, right on. And uh, also phone numbers. We have some of those. There are about seven numbers you put in a row. Uh, sometimes you put, uh, no, they're more than seven numbers. Five, five, five. Five 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 five. Oh crap! I guess there's an area five, code five. in front of that, and that's oh, you know that's three more numbers, and One, then that's five, all a bunch five, of numbers. Five, I'm just talking five, math. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, you could call us and leave us a message, and and you know tell us how the Shags changed your life and how but they're your favorite the, band of all time. What's the correct sequence of numbers, though? Maybe Naomi can tell us. Oh crap! New phone. New phone. Hold <laughs> New on. Phone. Who it is? I got you. The number is not coming up because it's a new phone <laughs> i know it's uh, area code 780 something 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 8785 oh come on it's trying to refresh. <laughs> just keep using three-digit combinations until you get it no it i got it i got it here we go 780-851-8785 one day i'll have it memorized but who does that anymore no who memorizes shit yeah i don't even think i remember my childhood phone number um okay we got some stuff going on ourselves too charlie what can you plug oh i go plug the heck out of some merch you want a learning to listen t-shirt l2l coffee mug things like that just go on down to oldmandesign.com and we'll get you sorted we'll get you some nice new merch and you'll come out feeling fresh and clean yeah (laughs) right on right on you can also get those t-shirts on our website what website is is it's l2lpodcast.com right on naomi what's going on in uh dope nostalgia world 
In Dope Nostalgia World this week, my special guests are Quinn and Charlie. Oh. And we're going to be talking about the Simpsons Sing the Blues album. Oh, I am so surprised. I had no idea. I didn't wear anything. I'm... What's the mess like that going to sound like anyways? Oh, what are we... How well, are we going to... I hope you guys show up for the episode. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. Okay. Right on. Everybody, patreon.com slash learning to listen. You're going to get one hell of an episode today <laughs> if, if you go there and check it all out. Uh, that's where we put this shit up raw, unedited, mostly unedited. <laughs> we might we might have to do raw. some Frankenstein monstering today. <laughs> um, but anyway, patreon.com slash learning to listen. Episodes go up early. Bonus content. Uh, archived episodes are going up slowly but surely uh, as they disappear from the feed. So. You want to hear some of, uh, you know, the OG L2L? There's only one place to do it. Patreon.com slash learning to listen. Everybody, thank you so much for hanging out today. Uh, hanging out, listening to us talk about the shags. Um, I don't know what we're going to be doing <laughs> next week. I haven't decided yet. So, uh, you know. Can we listen, listen to something good here? You know what? I kind of feel like Please? Naomi asked for this because I think it was just like two episodes ago. She was like... You know, I really like those bargain beans. I think we should do another bargain bean soon. <laughs> your fault. This is what this is what you get. I love this. It's uncomfortable I, and great. Yeah, no, it, it leads to great, interesting conversation for I'm sure. Into it. But yeah. uh, we'll we'll figure out what we're going to be doing, and maybe we'll post it up on social media. So that's how you'll you'll find out if you want to play along at home. Um, but in the meantime, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, just like I'm sure the engineer said as soon as that clock hit whatever time that session was over when the shags were uh, recording their hit debut album philosophy of the world all right fucking wrap 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 it up was fun and then it got really dark for a while a little bit anti-establishment but the next thing you knew it was totally fun again so many artists came and went and left us wondering what are they doing now this podcast isn't about the heavy hitters who are still making millions it's about everyone else the ones whose careers didn't really leave that decade and kind of just still live in our memory so you mean vanilla ice had another song we all know what happened to marky mark but what about the Funky Bunch? Who were the KLF? And why did Tammy Wynette record a song with an electro dance band that topped the charts? Two genres that specifically defined the 90s. What were freestyle and new jack swing all about? Did you know that Blossom star Joey Lawrence had a huge pop hit? Or that Alanis Morissette had a really hot pop career in Canada before Jagged Little Pill? Special guests will also be joining me to discuss the great era of glitter, grunge, thin eyebrows, hammer pants, and total ridiculousness. We're even setting up some interviews with some of the musicians that define the times. 
Okay, so if you're older than 30, you might be sitting here going, Man, I totally remember that song, but I have no idea who does that. Well then, you better listen and find out. I'm Naomi Carmack, host of the Ultimate 90s podcast, Dope Nostalgia. You're going to be busting the move again, coming in early 2020. You want to follow us so that you know when we go live? Check out our Twitter at Nostalgia Dope. Or you can find us on Instagram at dope underscore nostalgia. If you've got a question or you just want to be on the show, email us at dope nostalgia podcast at gmail.com.